1: Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Excited to be connecting in with you at the beginning of October. I love the fall. I love October. I feel like this is such a powerful time of transition. I can feel the excitement building as we lean in towards the holidays. And I think this is a perfect time of year to really look at how are we unmasking our potential. How are we doing that? We can sometimes get caught up in our roles, our functions, our busyness of life. We can sometimes put on a mask each day that we think is protecting us or presenting a certain type of of image. But in fact, those masks are creating a barrier between you and those you're looking to impact. And really sharing the gift of who you are with the world. Today, we're going to be talking about how to unmask, take those masks off, our leadership potential. How can we step more fully into leading those things that matter most to us so that we can have the impact we are called to have in this world? How can we do that? We have amazing guests that are joining us today. They're going to speak from a variety of backgrounds and perspectives to pour into us, to support us in living our best life, in powerfully impacting others, in really making a difference in all of those around us from the day-to-day interactions to the workforces that we're in. How do we do that in an impactful and purposeful way? And I want to really emphasize part of that means that we're willing to take off our masks we're willing to unmask our true potential and bring that forward i know we're in for an exciting conversation today thrilled to have all of you joining us and what i'd like us to do is to purposely mindfully choose to be fully present i want you to get everything out of our time together today I know there is something here for you today by the very nature that you tuned in. So let's choose to be fully present, mind, body, soul, and spirit, with ears to hear, eyes open, and hearts to receive, everything that is here to support, uplift, and empower you. Let's actually breathe that in. <sighs> Wonderful. Isn't it beautiful? Beautiful and powerful to be supported and poured into. So much of our day is spent pouring into others. So I'm thrilled and honored that that you are here today to let us pour into you so that you can have a cup that is overflowing as you go back out into the world. And you're serving and bringing forward all your gifts and talents from a place of being filled to overflowing in a beautiful way instead of coming from a place of depletion. So let's breathe in everything that is here for you today. Those of you who are driving, please stay safe, eyes open, inwardly tuning in to receive, both hands on the wheel, no texting and driving, but you're inwardly tuning in as you safely navigate the roads. Those of you who are able to, however, let's put both feet on the floor. Feel it supporting you, lean back in your chair. Wonderful. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your head, bringing you all in, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Wonderful. Take a breath in through your nose. See how big you can make your belly? A little bit more air, and then out. Through your mouth, like through a straw. Beautiful. Keep breathing. Eyes closed. You're absolutely safe. This type of breathing helps bring oxygen to every cell in your body, which helps you have clearer thinking, lowers your stress levels, your cortisol levels, and puts us in a place where we are ready to receive some of the power of breathing and bringing oxygen throughout our body. Beautiful. As you're in this space, Eyes closed, breathing, enjoying all that beautiful, wonderful oxygen. I want to take a moment and ask you, what is it you need today? What is it that will encourage you, empower you, uplift you, support you to unmask, take that mask off, your potential, your leadership skills, empower you to be willing to share the gift of you with an impactful way out into the world. What is it you need? And let me add in that you are willing to receive because you have choice. See if that shifts your answer a little bit. What is it that you need and are willing to receive? Unattached to how. We're not asking how. We're just identifying what it is that you need and are willing to receive. Beautiful. Receive that information. Come back into the room. Fully present. Another beautiful deep breath. Eyes open. (sighs) Wonderful. Take a moment and write down what you identified that you need and are willing to receive. Part of writing it down helps you keep it top of mind and starts to get it out of swirling around in our head and being and brings it into reality. By writing it down, you're actually starting to create and bring forward the answer, information, support, whatever it is that you need that you are willing to receive. And it helps us keep top of mind. We can get so busy in the doing and distracted by the next shiny thing or the next thing on our to-do list, we can actually miss the answer that is right in front of us. So I want to invite you to keep a top of mind throughout our conversation today and throughout your journey today. Beautiful. What we're going to do is we're going to go around our virtual room here and ask each of our amazing guests, and we've got four of them today, powerful lineup. What was laid on their heart? And I'm going to have each of them share just 10 seconds, 15 seconds. When they took a moment, stop, pause, and listen. What was laid on their heart? So with that, I would love to have, let's start with Dr. Boris. I'd love to know what was laid on your heart when you took a moment to stop, pause, and listen.
2: Hello, good afternoon. First, uh, I'm sitting here in my living room and looking through the window outside and have to say what a beautiful day, mm. how sweet life is. <laughs> mm, uh, Florida okay. is good for this time of the year and listening to you just calm me down and uh, put me in a very special mood of relaxation. So thank you for that, man.
1: Absolutely, you're welcome. I'm glad to have you with us and enjoying the beautiful day and our time together. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing.
2: You're very welcome, man.
1: Absolutely. And Dr. Alex, what was laid on your heart? Well, Rebecca, I definitely got
3: inspired by uh, some of the words that you were sharing with us. I would mm. say that for me, what I got from this is that we need to learn to be more positive and believe in ourselves.
1: mm So true. What an important reminder. Be more positive and believe a little bit more in ourselves. Beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing. And Dr. Denise, how about you? What was laid on your heart?
4: Well, I was thinking um, the the great feeling after a good exercise section.
3: um, Mm. I recently
4: realized when you exercise how
1: you can think
4: breathe sleep better and make better decisions as in your personal area and in the business as well
1: so true and remembering to bring all of us in our mind body soul and spirit and breath and exercise and movement i love it <laughs> beautiful mm-hmm. and we and we have we feel great and we have really great thinking and <laughs> powerful thinking beautiful mm-hmm. thank you for sharing and Joy, I'd Thank love you. for you to share. Absolutely. Joy, what was laid on your heart? Hi,
5: Rebecca. Um, I, as I sit here and look at this beautiful lake, I guess I would just to be reminded to be in the moment and mm. to not be thinking about what's ahead of me or what was behind me today, but to be to be in the present moment and, and to enjoy that. So that's what was laid up on my heart.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that important reminder to be in the moment. We can let the past or the future sometimes rob us from that moment because we're thinking about that instead of being where we are in that moment in space and, and enjoying it fully. So I, I love yeah. you've got a beautiful lake you're enjoying <laughs> that's helping you be present and um, enjoy the moment as we have this great time together. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome and listeners how about you what was laid on your heart perhaps some of what our amazing experts have shared added another piece to um, speak to your heart as we took a moment to connect in heart to heart and really see what messages we've been receiving and how does that tie into what was laid on your heart As we get ready to go to our first commercial break, these are two minutes, I want to invite you as those beautiful commercials are playing in the background with amazing updates and events and information we want you to be aware of, choose to be present. Choose to really give yourself these two minutes to receive, process, breathe in everything that's being spoken into your heart and spirit resist that urge to go cross things off the to-do list and get distracted really choose to stay present and as we come back we're going to dig into this conversation on an even deeper level we'll look forward to talking to you in just two minutes
7: Get Unchained.
6: We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Empowering Women,
0: Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, We'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com.
1: Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes, that you gave yourself that opportunity to be present. Stop, pause, pause. Breathe and integrate. That's one of the magics of breath. You can start integrating things on a cellular level. So it becomes part of you instead of getting added to that to-do list. So I hope you enjoyed those two minutes. You're going to have opportunities to have these two-minute moments throughout our show to be able to integrate and receive everything that is being spoken to your heart and spirit today. Welcome back. We have been talking about unmasking, taking our masks off so that we can tap fully into our potential, into our leadership, into the impact that we are called to have with all of those around us. So I want to welcome everyone back. I'm very excited to introduce more formally our amazing guest. You heard from her on a heart level, but I'd love to share a little bit more about her formal background. And uh, we've got some great Ideas and information and insight that she's going to share with us on this subject. So, Joy Traxel. Oh, help me with your last name, Joy <laughs> Traxel. Yeah. Traxel. I, I want to make sure I'm yeah. saying that right. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It gets messed up a lot. So, <laughs> Well, you were very graceful about that. So, Joy Traskell <laughs> she serves women at Pregnancy Solutions as a client services coordinator. She's been a speaker both nationally and internationally for over 15 years. And she is also part of the Pause for Prayer team on Moody Radio, an author, a podcast host, and she the podcast I love this is Running in Flats <laughs> and is passionate about helping you live your best life. Please lean and war- lean in and warmly welcome the amazing Joy Traskel to the show. Welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you Rebecca. Thank you for that warm welcome. I'm so glad to be here. You are so welcome. I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. and I love to to start our conversation with why? Why is it important to you personally, to help people live their best life? Why does that matter to you? Well, it's very important to me and because I, there's a bit of a time in my life when I
5: wasn't living my best life. and then some things just began to be uncovered within me, and I think about, why did I waste so many years not being who who I was intended to be? And, you know, you talk about wearing a mask as... Is- and it's kind of appropriate this time of year when people are looking for masks to go out, you know, trick-or-treating. But, you know, we can only wear a mask for so long. And then, yes. eventually, to me, it's exhausting. So, I uh, it's just important for me, for women, especially as who I minister to, is to really tap into the full potential. and Because uh, we have it in us to do what we were intended to do. If we just take off that mask and uncover it.
1: mm So beautiful. And I think that's such a courageous act when we're willing to take that mask off and discover our true potential. And I love that you are willing and lean in so powerfully to help people do that because I think that's a tender and powerful place. So I thank you for the work Mm, that you do. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love it. Absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned this a little bit in your answer that you were always living your best life. And I know that there were some significant shifts that happened in your life in 2010 that have led to a lot of what you're doing now. And I'd love for you to share a little bit of that journey with our listeners today.
5: Yeah, so it's kind of at that crossroads of a stay-at-home mom. Kids were now independent, and it's like I looked at my life and, and saw like a second act. Like, what am I going to do now that I have some extra time and resources? And um, and, and through a journey that I, I sure that only God could orchestrate, I found myself leaving my little suburban bubble, and He placed me working in a, in a shelter with homeless women. And and I go in there, and I'm thinking like, uh, you know, what do I have to offer them? And, and the first day, just feeling overwhelmed with um, the brokenness and the things that I was seeing women go through that I did not see in the suburbs. And that first day, I had decided to quit because it was too hard. And then on that 20 uh, minute commute home, um, for me, it's my faith. And as I'm praying, I felt like God was saying, Joy, you have everything you need to do where I have placed you. You're just covering it up. And so to match the theme, it's like, take off your mask. and and, and let me show you what you had in you. And so as I began to do that, I was amazed that I really really was equipped to do the work that I had been placed in. Now, did I make the mistake? Absolutely. But I think if I had to sum it up in one word um, that was keeping my mask on, it was fear. And when I took mm-hmm. the mask of fear and, and ditched it, a whole world opened up and I've never looked back. And, and I love and so it just um, I just encourage women to take off that mask and just like you said, lean in to what you have already inside you.
1: Thank you so much for sharing, and and I'd love for you to share because I think many of us come up against that fear, and it can be different things that we're afraid of, but Mm -hmm. we sometimes get stopped by fear instead of going through it or facing it, and I'd love for you to share what gave you the courage. How were you able to face that fear um, and go through it and move forward so powerfully? Yeah, well, first
5: I think you have to acknowledge where the fear is coming from, you know? And a lot of times it's self-imposed fear of us being like we're not, we're inadequate and we're not good enough. And so for my particular case, it was a lack of experience. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not used to working in this, um, you know, I haven't worked a lot with women experiencing homelessness. So I tapped into the experts. And so for, to me, it was surrounding myself with people that had more experience than I did. And, and that takes some humility you know, mm-hmm. to ask for help. And so it was being open to to learning. And, you know, beyond an age where most of us are no longer in school, at this point I was in my 40s, but I had to say, okay, I, I don't know, but there are people around me that know. Let me learn from them. And then I think you also have to be, um, you have to let go the fear of making mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think our mistakes are great opportunity as opportunities for us to, to learn next time we do better. So part of it was just, um, I think, an insecurity, and I had to mm-hmm. acknowledge where that fear was coming from, and what can I do to, if it was a legitimate reason, like, you know, um, you wouldn't put me in a, in, a, in a surgery right now, I'm not equipped to, to do surgery, but, um, but, you know, I needed some training, and so I needed mm-hmm. to be honest with myself and say, you know what, I need some help, and here's who's going to help me.
1: Beautiful, and I, I love your willing spirit. And all of this, that you were willing to learn what you needed to learn to bring forward what needed to be brought forward to do the work you were called to do. And I just, yeah, uh, I, it's you. so beautiful and I, I celebrate that. And I think there's a lot we can learn from that, that willingness to face the fear, the willingness to get help, the willingness to be imperfect <laughs> and make mistakes right. and, and keep going Absolutely. forward. Oh, so beautiful. So as you kind of look back at this journey that you've had, is there something that is on your heart that you'd like to encourage us as we're looking to step forward and live our best life? What is a piece of advice or tip that you can give us? Well, I think
5: always, you know, people have asked me, like, um, especially young moms, like, you know, what's your favorite season? And I always say it's the one that I've yet to experience. I think we should approach life to be a constant learner. And until the day I take my last breath, I hope I am living my life with purpose. I'm never accepting, you know, that this is as good as it's going to be or this is as good as I can be. So I would say always be challenging yourself to do new things and to try do new things. I think always be stretching yourself beyond your comfort zone because that's where growth happens. And and I love that. I am, you know, I'm I'm content where I am in life, but I'm also, I'm an adventurer, and I'm always looking for that next challenge. And because of that, um, it just, uh, to me, I love having a life that has an adventure, has a challenge. And I also think this is great that my four children are seeing me, seeing mom, like, you know, she didn't just um, stay home once we all left the house. That mom's
1: living um, her second act. And, And I think the best season is the one that you've
5: yet to experience.
1: Hmm. That is so powerful and I was even thinking that's quotable like that's a tweetable moment. (laughs) Our best season is the one we are yet to have and we're stepping in and I like how you even look at your life in these acts Mm -hmm. and this is the second act that you are leaning in and growing and living in a meaningful and purposeful way to you being challenged and facing fears and stretching out to impact others and I think that's really Mm -hmm. powerful and I want to thank you for sharing so authentic and openly with us today
5: oh my pleasure
1: well listeners we are getting ready to go to our next commercial break i want you to remember these are two minutes just for you and as we get ready to do that i want you to think about what is a way that you can take a little bit more of your mask off lean into that fear perhaps with some curiosity and compassion And be willing to step forward just a little bit more. Take these two minutes to really think about those things and see what is being laid on your heart where you can step forward, unmask, and have impact. We'll look forward to talking to you in just two minutes.
4: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
7: Let us surprise
4: you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
7: Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message.
4: Influencers Channel.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed those two minutes and had an opportunity to take off the mask a little bit and really see what's being laid on your heart and your spirit about what you can, your next act, what you can perhaps be stepping forward in a little bit more. We're going to continue our conversation about unmasking your potential. And I wanted to take a moment as we are coming back together to share about an amazing sponsor. And here's what's really special about a sponsor. A sponsor is a group or an organization that believes so much in you. They are willing to put their name, their brand, and their confidence behind us as a program and show to serve and support you. So let's listen up and open our ears to hear a little bit about this amazing sponsor. So our sponsor moment today goes to 2x2 Health, which is a private health concierge. And they recently published a book called The Confident Patient that became a number one international bestseller. The authors are Wendy K. Benson and Elizabeth A. Myers. And it's available on Kindle, Print and Audible, all the forms, so you can decide which is your favorite. But I thought it was so perfect for what we're talking about today because one area where we can put masks on and we can feel intimidated and uncomfortable can be sometimes around our health. When we're talking to the professionals and we need to get something done or looked at, we can shrink back a little bit or feel like a fish out of water, not always know what to ask. And they saw this again and again and really wanted to help bridge that gap. And so they brought a book forward called The Confident Patient. And this is a guide that helps you navigate those waters in an empowered way, knowing the questions to ask, knowing what the terms mean, knowing what the doctors wish you knew or would ask so that you're prepared when you go into that office and you're having those conversations. So it's a powerful book. I'm really proud to bring it forward, excited to have them leaning into all of us. And I want to encourage you to check it out. The book, again, is called The Confident Patient, and it helps you become empowered and confident to navigate the healthcare systems to get the support you need. It's an ultimate roadmap to help you feel confident in your healthcare. And walks you through who to connect with, what to ask, and how to move forward. Here's one of my favorite testimonials from the book. It says the confident patient is eye-opening, informative, engaging, and easy to understand, a must-read prior to any healthcare encounter. So I encourage you check out the confident patient. You can find it on Amazon today, and I know it'll help you step into your power unmask demystify some of the systems out there so you can get the support you need in your care so that you can be all that you are called to be so thank you two by two health we appreciate you leaning into us and we are excited to be continuing our conversation about unmasking our potential Unmasking our leadership skills so we can step into and impact fully all of those who we are called to impact. And we today have three amazing authors that came together in a powerful chapter. And I think it's so powerful. When we have three different experts come together collaborate to share amazing insight information and today we have all of them on the show today which is just a special treat let me share a little bit about the book they came together to be part of it's called the refractive thinker volume 16 and it's the generations volume and this book focuses on strategies for managing generations in the workforce Powerfully and effectively, it became a number one international bestseller, reached bestselling status in 11 categories, and you can find it on Amazon. So looking up the keywords, Refractive Thinker and Generations, you'll be able to find the book. And today we're talking with three of the amazing authors that were part of this anthology. So our first amazing expert is named Dr. Borislav Perev. And he is an adjunct faculty member at Bellevue University. He received his doctorate of business administration and leadership and masters in business administration. He is passionate about supporting leaders in multi-generational workforces. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful Dr. Borislav Perot to the show. Welcome.
2: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, yeah. for having me on your show.
1: Oh, you are so welcome. I'm thrilled to have you joining us today and excited about the conversation. I'd love for you to share why is this important to you to support leaders, especially in our multi-generational workforce? Why does that matter to you personally?
2: Well, oh, it's all so complicated nowadays. If you look at the workforce, uh, well, we have, what, four or five generations in the workforce. It creates enormous complexity how to navigate uh, with each and every one uh, of, of, of those different uh, generations. Uh, leaders have to be enormous, enormously professional and versatile in what they are doing. It's something that has precedence in history.
1: Mm. It's so true, and it gets, and every generation is so different in how they look at things, their perspective, even how we interact with technology and leaders that are called to manage all of that. You're right. It can be very complex. I love that you have that on your heart to bring insight and support. So, as we're talking about this and the complexity of the workforce, what should organizational leaders be keeping an eye on? What are some of the top things they should be paying attention to?
2: Well, in my opinion, there is no silver bullet to ensure both smooth operation and, um, and uh, employee retention uh, retention, um, that easily. Nevertheless, to, those two business objectives have a relationship which may be not evident on the first glance um first of all, there is um there is uh, a lot going in the generation mix we observe nowadays in the workforce. As a matter of fact, as I mentioned already, we have five generations right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and um, one of them, um, you believe it or not, we still have the veterans, or they call them still uh, maturist or silent generation or traditionalist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they are born before uh, 19, uh, 1945, actually. and And we still have some of them in the workforce. Second, we still have the relentless baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964, which are still in the workforce simply because some of them just cannot retire based on their level of know-how and professional expertise, not to speak that some of them work past their retirement age simply because there is no one else who wants to take their job or know how to do their job on satisfactory level. Third, we have the X generation who are there in their prime, but are uh, seeing the end of the tunnel in their career, and some more successful of them have even comfortably retired already. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have the generation Y, that's popular as the millennials, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um, they. They prove to have unique characteristics, and they're in the heart of every operation right now. And lastly, right after the the millennials on the doorstep of the workforce are the Z-generations, who are technological natives, and they're going to shake the ground as they step in the workforce. Mm.
1: Um, Well, thank uh, you well, and and I and I just want to take a moment and pause because I feel like that just gives a taste of how complex it can be because you shared with each of the generations even a little bit about them and their perspective. And so, I think a powerful thing leaders of organizations um, would be wise to pay attention to is recognizing that there are different generations with different wiring, with different perspectives and different experiences and ways of looking things that they're dealing with. And, and I love how you say, even though it's disappointing, that there isn't like one silver bullet or magic pill we can take and suddenly be able to navigate these waters with ease. <laughs> um, but that there really are different things we need to be aware of in the diversity of having a multi-generational workforce. I think that is really powerful. Um, If we're looking at all of this complexity that leaders are looking to lead, what is something they can do to create a more desirable workforce so that people are wanting to stay and be a part of what they're doing?
2: Well, it's very important what qualities and skills the leaders possess, and respectively the, the employees, and do they find common grounds. Mm. Um, due to the above well mentioned uh, complexity of the generation in the workforce, a leader must possess uh, competencies based charisma. Yes. That would help employees recognize the leader not only as a formal but also as informal leaders. Also mm. emotional intelligence of the is of critical importance here for both operational success and employee retention so um i i think leadership matters to the employees and every leader should strive to be visible available to demonstrate understanding and compassion to follow up on every request from employees and make sure they receive timely answers uh, the, the employee must feel that the leader is supportive yet fair um, mm-hmm. that they are kept accountable yes? i um, think that clear is clear and transparent yes
1: yeah, I think that is so powerful because I think sometimes um, getting reports and managing by reports, because it's important to look at data, but leaders can sometimes focus on that and forget the um, emotional side and the charisma and the connection, connecting with their employees and how important that is for them to be yeah. excited and want to be part of what the organization is bringing forward. Beautiful.
2: There is a very strong link between the the brain and the heart. Uh, If the the employees manage to connect those two, that's all that matters.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Remembering that connection between the brain and the heart. I love that. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Boris, for sharing. I so appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate you inviting me to your show now again.
1: Absolutely. My, my pleasure. Well, I'm excited to introduce our second author that is joining us that was part of this powerful book, Refractive Thinkers, Volume 16, Generations. And his name is Dr. Alexandra Beto. And he is an adjunct professor at Webster University and Brazosport College. Did I get that right, Dr. Alex? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. A doctorate of business administration, master's of business administration, and he is passionate about multi-generational leadership. So let's welcome the amazing Dr. Alexandro Beto to the show. Welcome!
3: Hey, Rebecca. Thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, I'm very excited for this opportunity.
1: I'm thrilled to have you here today, and I just feel like it's so perfect from what Dr. Boyer shared with us to um, continue the conversation, so that just folded together beautifully. I'd love for you to share why this work of working with and supporting and empowering multi generational leadership is important to you.
3: Uh, it's important because ultimately, you know, like, learning to work with multi generational is a need. Uh, we have to kind of be able to effectively manage organization and understand that every generation is unique in their own ways, and we have to be uh, rounded all around and be able to be a transformational leader as well as a supportive leader and even a servant leader if that is what our employees demand from us, to, to be fully successful and to be productive.
1: Mm, so beautiful. And I love that what you just said, that if they demand that of us, if they need that from us. So it's this willingness to become the kind of leader the organization and your people need. I think that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing. And I'd love for you to share about maybe some strategies. What are some recommended strategies leaders can take to promote Productivity and employee retention, and really support the employees in bringing forward all that they can bring forward. Um, uh, Based on my experience
3: as a leader, um, I would say that leaders need (coughs) to learn to remove their mask and literally be human. I mean, sometimes there are leaders that they are so uh, strict and they have a specific directive style of leadership, but there's some time. Uh, don't accomplish their mission because they have a difficult time connecting uh, with employees. So mm-hmm. we have to understand the value of diversity and the impact that it has in our organization. So just like many people that came before us that are much smarter than we are uh, have suggested that, you know, two minds are better than one. So a diverse organization or a diverse workforce have potential for a lot of pro, uh, more productivity because of all the different minds that are in there. So mm, yes. I would say that leaders need to be open.
1: Beautiful. I love that. So approachable, human, and it's okay. That's got to feel good to all the leaders out there. Nobody has to be perfect. We can be human, take the mask off, have that connection. And I love how a diverse organization can be even more productive because of that diversity and being willing to bring all of those minds in um, and tap into all of that wisdom and insight and information is so powerful. Great, great reminder. Beautiful strategy and tip. And how can leaders create an environment then where employees are willing to take off their mask too and they're willing to to share and face challenges together? How can we create that in an organization?
3: There are two strategies that I always uh, like to kind of enforce. The first one is basically creating an environment where we are helping employees to become more proficient, both professionally and personally. And basically as leaders, uh, we need to care about their development. We need to care about the things that they care about. Like Mm -hmm. I often talk to my employees about what is it that you want from life and talk to them about um, things that are specific, that are important to them, and then use that as the tool to motivate them to accomplish the mission. The second thing is as leaders, we need to create an environment where employees are not afraid to take calculated risk. A lot of time leaders are so strict and create an environment where an employee that might be willing to come out with a great idea is not willing to take the risk because of the consequences that might come as the result of that person taking a, a risk. So therefore, mm. uh, they kind of hold a creative mind ba- back.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for those tips and important reminders about paying attention and caring about what your employees care about and then tying that in to motivate so you're helping bring forward not just the organizational goals but their own personal goals too i think that's so powerful and then really creating a space where it is safe to take a challenge on to stretch and to try new things is so important as well oh thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate it
3: No problem. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity, and it's a pleasure to be here.
1: So happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And then our third author that's joining us from this powerful book is Dr. Denise J. LaSalle, and she is an adjunct professor at a local college. And she owns and manages a used tire retail shop. And she's opened not just one, but three nonprofits and is passionate about helping you overcome challenges. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful Dr. Denise J. LaSalle to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for that introduction you are welcome I hope you can feel my hands raised as I welcome you <laughs> so, I love glad- your emotion <laughs> beautiful well, I'm glad to have you with us today <laughs> and I'd love for you to share why is it important to you to help people overcome challenges why does that matter to you um,
4: Rebecca, it is important to help others to manage, um, obstacles because I went through that experience as a woman, um, at the age of 22 years old, I had three boys divorced, um, just leaving from government, um, help. And I had a mask back then, mask, a mask that was, um, by family members and by society. Um, mm. That mask said, that mask says you cannot do it. You mess your life. You're a mother at a very young age. And when I had, and I saw my, and I saw myself in a mirror with that mask, I didn't like it. Mm. So I said to myself, what can I do? What tragedies can I do to take off my mask and be successful? And mm. I gathered data and I realized that The only way, in my case, is through education. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And at the age of 26, I decided to pursue my career Mm -hmm. in education, and I finished a bachelor's degree in elementary education, eventually a master's degree in educational leadership. And then last year, I finished a doctoral degree in business. And for the last three years, I have been managing my own business With my husband, we own a very, uh, one of the largest tire shop here in Orlando, and I have learned a lot. So when I go back sometimes to my country and they see me, Mm -hmm. um, some of them, they think that I'm still that woman with three children that didn't do anything in my life. So when Mm -hmm. I explain what I have done, sometimes they're so flabbergasted about My success. How do you do it, Denise? Well, with a lot of effort, um, with help from others, um, and preparing myself to overcome those obstacles. I knew it was not going to be easy.
1: And, and I'm going to stop you there just for a moment. I really appreciate what you shared and, and that moment where you looked in the mirror and you saw the mask you were wearing and you decided you didn't like that mask. So you decided to find a way to take it off and move forward. And the education was the path that you were going to take. And you did a step by step by step that you have done that so powerfully, so much so that they even are... Um, shocked when people meet you from before at this shift and the change that you've stepped into that you've so fully changed that mask taken that off and stepped into who you are and i stopped you right when you were saying that it isn't easy and i'd love for you to take a moment uh, and just share how do you face that challenge when it isn't easy and how does that tie into dealing with personal failure is that part of it
4: well what I did is was I searched for advice from mm-hmm. elders. Um people that had that are that were successful on uh, what they do. Um things that um I I read books, I remember reading read like few books mm-hmm. that may help me grow as a professional, as a mother, as a single mother. Mhm. And um So once I gather all the data, I say, okay, this is the best decision fits me. Because sometimes we look for advice from our religious leaders, from business leaders, friends, family, but maybe what helped them grow or maybe the strategies that they use to be successful may not fit your needs. Mm. So after I gather all the data, I say, okay, what what can I do? What Denise can do to have a better life and provide a better life to my children and to help others to be an example. Okay. And that's exactly what I did. And nowadays I share my testimony um, that if I do, if I did it from a single mother, mother with three children, and now a doctor with my own business. Anyone can do it. It's just um, perseveration and dedication and prepare, acknowledge that obstacles are going to come and be proactive. What can I do if this obstacle comes?
1: Beautiful, And uh, Dr. Denise, I thank you so much for sharing. Um, very inspiring and um, encouraging to us no matter what, we can make those choices. And it's so important to make sure it's the right path for you to really feel and find that and then take the steps. Thank you so much for sharing. And our time has gone so fast. We just have about a minute and a half left on the show. So I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to share their contact information. Listeners, get your pen and pencil ready. That I want you to be able to reach out to an, the expert today or experts that touched your heart. I want you to be able to go deeper. So with that, Joy, can you share uh, the way people can get in touch with you? I'd be happy to. The best way would be through my website, which is www.joytraxel.com. Perfect. Thank you. And then, um, Dr. Boris, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Um, very simple. This will be my email address, which is b, the letter b is Boris, dot at gmail.com.
1: Perfect. Thank you for sharing, Dr. Alex. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, my favorite way of communication
3: is uh, email, and my email is alexbeato1 at yahoo.com.
1: Okay, perfect. And Dr. Denise, how can they reach out to you? Yes, yeah, the best way to uh, get in contact with me is through my email, uh, mm-hmm. which is
4: denisela08 at yahoo.com.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing, for joining us today. Listeners, as you get ready to go back out in the world, I encourage you to take two minutes to stop, pause, and process what is being placed on your heart and spirit. Perhaps looking at that mask in the mirror and seeing how you want to, does that fit you? Is that who you are and want to be? Or is there a shift that you want to make? And then be willing to take some of the steps. Because what I believe is the world needs more of you. So be willing to share the gift of who you truly are. Step into your potential. That wherever you go, whatever you do, may you choose to bloom where you're planted and shine. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you next time.